This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. We're celebrating a couple of big birthdays this week, and this time it's all about a childhood classic, Kennywood Park. I'm back in the booth with local writer, historian, and speaker Mark Hauser, just in time for Kennywood's opening weekend. It's Wednesday, April 19th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. Mark, welcome back. It was so much fun. We decided to do it twice. Oh, I'm delighted to share stories with you and your audience, Megan. (laughs) So yesterday we did some scene setting. Not only is it Kennywood's birthday, it's also the Pittsburgh Zoos. Um, So if you want to hear all about the city at that time, definitely scroll back in your feed and make sure you listen to that one. It's a bunch of fun. Um, But this time we're a little outside the city limits. Um, And like we said, both the Pittsburgh Zoo and Kennywood came about because of a fun investment in local infrastructure. I can't believe that this is all down to trolleys. Mr. Rogers' favorite mode of transit. So take us back to Kenny's Grove. Yes. Kenny's Grove uh, was the name of a very popular picnic grounds up on the bluffs above the Monongahela River that was named for Thomas Kenny. So Tom Kenny was a guy who mined coal out of the hillside there and had, you know, like a little operation that you could get coal down onto barges and supply all the factories that were making downtown Pittsburgh so intolerable with pollution. <laughs> so that kind of benefited him too, that up on top of the bluff, he had a, a picnic ground and people could take a, a steamer up the river to Kenny's Landing, or they could take a train to Kenny Station uh, along the riverside there. And uh, so... Kennywood, you know, is also named for Thomas Kenny, of course. I like that they kept it thematic, you know, why why mess with success? Indeed. So that had been going on for decades. And as you mentioned, uh, what changed things was the introduction of an electric trolley line that went through or right, right past rather that picnic ground. And that was owned by Andrew Mellon. Is it is a trolley different than a railway Um because I, I don't I don't know the difference. I should. I've lived here long enough. Well, the difference generally is that trolleys are running instead of on coal or you know steam, they're running on electric power. So we had that. So this is 125th birthday. This would be 1898. We had electric systems electric running trolleys. that far outside the city. And before then, we had cable cars, just like they have still in San Francisco. Okay. So that's how people got around within the city uh, before there were automobiles, before there were buses. I mean, there were horses and carriages. Horses pulled. But that's a much longer trip if you're doing it that way. Well, and today the rail line connects like Homestead, Duquesne, Braddock, McKeesport. Mm -hmm. Is this like then, I guess, the genesis of all that? Yeah. The Monongahela Street Railway. Nice. And Andrew Mellon bought that. And now he had, his dad had owned a short line railway that connected Latrobe and Ligonier. In Westmoreland County. In Westmoreland County. And 
a common practice of the day was to put a park either at one end or the other or somewhere in the middle of a, of a streetcar or a railroad line so that you would draw passengers beyond your typical commuters and people going to work at factories or what have you. Yeah. Uh, that's Give where, them something to do. Yeah, exactly. Bring people on the weekends when the traffic is down. So that's where Idlewild Park came from. Oh, so it predates Kennywood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Andrew Mellon took a lesson from his dad. When he bought this trolley line, he said, you know, we should uh, use all of this power we're generating to drive the cars back and forth on the track between McKeesport and, and Pittsburgh. And we can put an amusement park right there on Kenny's Grove and add some rides and put a carousel in. And that power will, you know, also power the lights that light it up at night so people can come out and and stroll in the evening and steal a kiss from their their bell or their bow. And I do not understand electrical grids, um, but if we needed electricity for the railway, does that mean, is that how we got electricity then for the amusement park? That's right. In the early days, you know, when we had a less reliable power grid, just the fact that uh, the street railway needed its own source of power, its generation to drive these cars between McKeesport and the city, that same power source could be used to light lights and turn a carousel. and <gasps> That's and, how we got a carousel? Indeed. That was the first ride. The first year when Kennywood opened, it had a carousel. And it also had, you know, a, a dance hall slash uh, kitchen restaurant venue that they called a casino back then. Oh, okay. Language evolves, I guess. Right. It, it wasn't for gambling. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was no blackjack or slot machines in this casino. People used the word casino back then. Uh, for a big building where people got together for parties and social events. So what other rides did they have kind of at the beginning? I think we're in the neighborhood of like a Ferris wheel, but did we actually have one? Um, and I think I read this somewhere, the old mill. Was that like an, an OG, like a true original, or do people just say that? The old mill is the oldest still surviving ride. Was it there at like when they, you know, first opened up? Not in 1898. I think it dates back to the teens, like okay. 1914, yeah, something was, like that. That's pretty original. And so it it was upgraded early in its existence to, it, it used to have a kind of a roller coaster log flume plunge on it. Like a, what do they call those? Like a toboggan or something yeah. like that? <laughs> right. Um, and then it became Garfield. Oh. It's <laughs> <Garfield. laughs> later history. Oh, the old mill. It's the yeah. same one. It's been through, so, there's a hilarious uh, YouTube video. I think the, the series is called Defunct Land that looks at We've been the trying to get mill. Defunct Land to talk to us on the show for a solid year. Uh, if you have any hookups, let me know. <laughs> My kids showed me that one and it's hilarious. Um, but everything that was built at that point, that would be all wood, right? Like I get a headache just thinking about being on any of those rides. Yes. it. Well, that's what makes them great, right? Wooden roller coasters. I mean, the tracks have... Which those came later. Well, there were roller coasters early on, but they were these uh, roller coasters were kind of being invented back then. Um, in the late 1890s. That so, far back, really? Yeah. And they, the early ones, you know, they, the chain had pulled it up a hill, but because it had to be safe and because people had lower expectations of how fast a roller coaster could go, you could probably outrun them. <laughs> what, uh, which ones are, because we still have a bunch of old wooden ones. It's what? Jackrabbit, Racer. The Thunderbolt. And Thunderbolt, yeah. that's it. Thunderbolt mm -hmm. had a different name though. Originally. It did. It was called Pippin. I, yeah, that was after way before the, my time. <laughs> I don't know what it was after. I was going to say after the 60s musical or whatever. Is it unique to still have so many wooden roller coasters of, you know, that kind of like early era? Yeah. Um, in fact, Kennywood is one of only two 
uh, amusement parks that are still functioning in the country that are also uh, have a national historic designation. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a historic landmark. Kennywood was the second one, I think, to get that designation. The first one is in Rye, New York. It's called Playland. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Playland is a National Historic Landmark, and Kennywood is too. And that, that also kind of controls, uh, it has some impact on how much the park can modernize. But I think, Oh, I didn't even think of that. But I think the historic nature of Kennywood, uh, that's part of its charm. Yeah, its totally. In fact, the person that got it, it's National Historic status was Carl Hughes, a former president. I've got a great roller coaster story too from that Carl Hughes guy. Um, he's the guy behind the slogan, the roller coaster capital of the world. Oh, okay. Right. So Kennywood is the roller coaster capital of the world. I'm not going I, I to- I don't think I've ever heard that before, but uh, sure. That that was a very, that was part of the theme song in the eighties when I was growing up and going to Kennywood, right? <laughs> I so, feel like Cedar Point's really taking that one over. <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 Pittsburgh is the roll. We may not have more bridges than any other city, but we are still the roller coaster capital of the world. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Carl Hughes, the, the former president of Kennywood, uh, tells a great, told a great story, uh, he, he's no longer with us, but he got the idea for Roller Coaster Capital from the father of Art Rooney, you know, the founder of the Steelers. Uh, Rooney's dad had a beer brewery and the beers, I think it was General Braddock's Brewery, and it said premium beer on the bottle. And, uh, and Carl asked Mr. Rooney, how do you become a premium beer? And Rooney said, tell your printer. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so that's how we are the roller coaster cap of the world, because we said so. <laughs> we decided to put it on a sign. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, talking about those old roller coasters, I love the note in your story for Pittsburgh Magazine with the Kennywood, the modern Kennywood GM saying that 10% of the boards on those roller coasters get changed every year. That is so much rebuilding. Yeah, they do it in the wintertime. They have to put a tent around the, their workspace, right, to stay warm. But uh, yeah, they, they I think they get... Pinewood and 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 I think from Georgia and where else I think he said Washington, but uh, they supply you know box cars of wood have to come in and they, they already every year assume that they'll have to replace about ten percent especially on the tight turns that's where it that's where it doesn't last you get so the long. wear and tear yeah <laughs> that's such an interesting tightrope to walk you know like being able to modernize and keep crowds interested but also preserve all of these old spaces that people are incredibly nostalgic about but also mining safety and making sure that everyone is okay while they're there um that's i don't right. know kennywood is supposed to open in a few days um any celebrations that you're aware of that maybe folks can be a part of well of course that 
125th anniversary or quasquicentennial. Here we go again. <laughs> as, as no one says. Um, they're celebrating that this year. So I know that there's going to be various events. I know one of them is uh, craft brews will be available in more venues than you're used to. Uh, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of ways that, oh, uh, you know, an obvious one is the brand new ride. Brand new ride? Yeah, it's called Spinvasion. And I think it's the first, I mean, imagine the spider ride with the cars that spin around. Okay. And, you know, it looks like a spider, mm-hmm. hence the name. But uh, so this one is called Spinvasion and it's kind of an alien theme. And it's like a spider, but, you know, it goes to 11. And I don't think I can ever ride it because I can't ride those spin rides anymore. No, it's like the, you know, must be this tall to ride, must be this young to ride, you know, like my... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember as a kid, literally, I remember going to Kennywood and riding on the Thunderbolt with my dad. The first time I ever rode a roller coaster, I must have been eight years old or something. Nice. And it was thrilling. Yeah, we, I think we waited in line to sit in the front and, you know... Uh, that was just spent. That, that's a spectacular roller coaster, especially because you don't have to go up a hill first. You just plunge straight into the ravine. But I remember very well that after that, I wanted to go on the spider. That looks exciting. Let's go, Dad. And this same guy who had seemed very brave moments ago looked at me and said, there's no way. I can't go on spin rides. And I couldn't make any sense of that. Oh, you could go fast in the roller coaster. Why can't we go on a spin ride? It's different. It's just different now. <laughs> cannot cannot do it. I, I now have the same problem. Um, well, that's what's next for Kennywood. Uh, Mark, what about you? I know you've been focused quite a bit on some antique skyscrapers here in downtown Pittsburgh and all over the nation, really. Um, how that's can right. folks find you and maybe participate in that? That's right, Megan. Um, I've written one book already, multi-stories, that people can get that's about uh, 55 antique skyscrapers all around the country, all still standing that you can visit, including a couple here in Pittsburgh, but just looking at the the people behind those buildings. And that has got me into my current project, which is with an artist who's based in Philadelphia, and he uses drones. His name's Chris Haitha, and he uses drones to photograph the top of Art Deco skyscrapers yeah. and uh, turn them into art. I mean, this super high resolution art. And then I write stories about each of them. And we're just about to start uh, a Kickstarter because we're going to put out a coffee table book of the best of these for this year. But this, people can look at it now. I mean, there's a cool Pittsburgh collage of, of some of our Art Deco and other cool skyscrapers. But there's cities all over from, uh, you know, coast to coast, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco. We were just in Texas. We just released those. And uh going to go on the road again soon to get some in the Midwest. But that's at highrisescollection.com. Or people can go on my website, which is, uh, you can find antiqueskyscrapers.com. And and that will also have information about high rises and uh, and also about some tours I'm going to be giving uh, here in Pittsburgh because I give uh, tours of skyscraper rooftops. People can come along and I take some time and show you the views from on top of some buildings you can't otherwise get on top of and tell you about the history of Pittsburgh's classic skyscrapers. Yes, your tours are the best. Mark Hauser is a historian, a writer, a speaker, all the things. You can read his wonderful piece for Pittsburgh Magazine online and in print. There are a ton of amazing historical photos. And you can find more about Mark at antiqueskyscrapers.com. Thank you again for doing this. Thank you so much, Megan. It's always a pleasure.
some news before you go. Damar Hamlin's officially been cleared to play football again. He's a safety for the Buffalo Bills, but a McKees Rocks native to us. He went into cardiac arrest during a game against the Bengals back in January. It was so scary. Now he's attending the team's voluntary workout program. The Bills general manager says Hamlin is in a, quote, great headspace to come back and make his return. And speaking of returns, one of the giant Heinz ketchup bottles is back at our football stadium. You may remember both bottles came down from the scoreboard last summer. That was when Heinz Field was renamed Acrisure Stadium. Kraft Heinz, of course, still doesn't have those naming rights, but it did reach a five-year sponsorship deal with the Steelers that includes bringing back our beloved bottles. So yesterday morning, a crew installed one of them. It's refurbished fiberglass, apparently, at Gate C. If you want to see a photo, check out today's Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, tell a friend, rate us, leave us a review, and make sure you're subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. You know, that food edition is coming. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you to Kennywood. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not Noah's Ark, though. What do you think?